Jesus Christ referenced us as lights that should not be hidden, but placed on the top. So let's start with what you should not do <laughs> with your life. You are the letters. What you should not do with these letters, this life that you're living is, don't hide or cover your light. There's a place where Moses hid his light. Now come back to this. Don't hide your light. So next verse, please. Yes. Verse 4. Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. That confidence is yours in Christ through God. It's in that union with Christ. Remember, it's all about intimacy. We will always go back to intimacy. It's that intimacy with God that causes you to be revealed into light. Next verse, please. Verse 5. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Awesome. It is through God. You know, we had this teaching that um, last week, Saturday, by the way, join our Saturday prayers from 9 to 10 a.m. on Saturdays. It's live on Facebook too. Please join because these teachings will become so much clearer. We talked about everything being done through Christ. We weren't supposed to do it all by ourselves. It is supposed to be through Christ Jesus. And that's why he gave us his body. When he gave us his body to eat, it was after it was broken. After all of the humanness had been taken away and replaced by the Godhoodness. After all our sins and our everything in our genealogy had been taken upon himself and broken. The judgment came upon that body. The penalty came upon that body. It was after that that he gave us so that our lived experiences will come through Jesus. That empowered experience where we feel, oh, I'm so weak, but he's my strength. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. For with God, nothing is impossible. You're doing it through. That's why he gave you his body. So go to Spirit Talks with Nadia on Facebook and listen to that teaching again and see how it ties with everything. It is about a life lived through, lived through God. And now today we're learning that the mere expression of you and I into this world is supposed to have the imprint of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not supposed to be basic. My life is supposed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because that ink is the Holy Spirit. You're not doing anything in your strength. What may require your strength will be to have self-control, to choose God, to choose to speak with him concerning your decisions, to choose to do what he says, to choose to believe him. That is what requires your strength. I'm telling you, to choose him every time, in every decision, through every challenge, that the ink of the Holy Spirit be revealed in power, in love, in righteousness, in holiness, and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is through a life lived with the markings of Holy Spirit. Next verse, please. Yes. Verse 6. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Hallelujah. I want you guys to receive this. 
So he's talking about a new agreement, not the former, which Moses had with the Israelites. And he's saying that this agreement is of the spirit. So it's an agreement that is not written on tablets anymore. It's written on your heart. It is you. This agreement is happening with you. And it's with the ink of the Holy Spirit. But this is what I want us not to throw away. He said that the written law brings death. But who wrote it? Who wrote on those tablets the written law? God wrote it. Awesome. Thank you for that response. He's telling you here that what he wrote brings death. This phrase is heart-wrenching because many do not understand that before Christ came and gave us life, what God wrote brought death to us. It's hard for people to realize that something from God will bring death. But man's choice made that a placeholder for the life to come, which is the life of the Spirit. He said, but the Spirit gives life. God would write something that would bring death to humanity to be a placeholder for life to come through Jesus Christ. And I like to dwell here because many of us are stuck in religion, religious activities. And we feel that because it's written by the hand of God, it is life. But no, it's death. Anything without the spirit is death. So you can sit under any covering and say this is what you inherited from your forefathers and find pride that your dad was a deacon or an elder somewhere. But without Holy Spirit, even if it is written by God, it's death. So when you're fighting to bring the 10, the reading word into your schools, fight for Holy Spirit into your schools. Because it's still death. Because of man's choice. The penalty was death. And God could only move through people who would allow intimacy with him, be close to him. You see, the Israelites, despite the fact that they were delivered from slavery by God, Moses chose to be intimate. And Joshua would come into that intimacy too. So in that day, death was upon everybody except for the few who would join God in intimacy. The placeholder was words written by God, but brought death. The portion of flesh was death. And Jesus Christ had to come and have a body. The flesh, where the record of death rested in it. Everything about death, he had to take hold of it in this flesh and allow death. So death was fully manifest in this flesh. And so by the power of Holy Spirit, without Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ wouldn't have resurrected. It was the power of Holy Spirit that revealed life into the flesh, into the stone. Nothing could be done except Jesus Christ would come and take on all the stuff within the flesh and allow the judgment placed upon flesh, death, to take place. So Holy Spirit is what brings life. Next verse, please, Gina. Yes, verse 7. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, 
came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, fading though it was. So this ministry, right, you called it a ministry, right, Gina? Yes, yes. Now if the ministry that brought death, yes. Okay, that ministry that brought death, remember that ministry that Paul is referring here is that written law upon Mount Sinai, that fiery, lightning, glorious thing that was taking place. Even though it brought death, it had glory. It still works. There was a glory to it because it was God's handwriting. Even though its resultant effect was death, it had a glory. Because many of us think that, oh, I am the only one or my church or my kind of beliefs are the only one. What the Israelites have still has glory. What another sect has, as long as they still worship Yahweh, there is a glory. Even though it's a fading glory, it's a fading glory. It wasn't lasting and it resulted in death. Next verse, please. Verse eight. Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Remember, the ministry of the Spirit is a life and it's even more glorious. It is life and it's even more glorious. Who will not want what is more glorious? Who doesn't want what is more glorious? Why stay with that which is fading? God wrote it, but it's fading. Next verse, please. Verse 9, if the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Can you imagine the ministry that God wrote on the tablets of stone? You said it condemns people, Gina? Yes, it condemns men. It condemns men. If it condemns men is glorious, yes. What condemns men is glorious. So you might see that thing looking glorious and shiny there. You'll be like, oh, I feel goosebumps, I feel goosebumps, I feel this. Oh, it's glorious. But he condemns. And that of the Spirit, what does it do, Gina? How much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Righteousness. It is different. The other yes. one condemned. This one brought righteousness. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is totally different. It is not an add-on. When you feel that all oh, that's glory in this thing, it does not mean that it is the right thing. It was only a placeholder to reveal what is different and holy and righteous. Next verse, please, Gina. Yes, verse 10. For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. No glory. It has no glory now in comparison to the surpassing glory. So I ask you, if you are in that glory, will you even have the faintest idea of the surpassing glory that you haven't encountered? It is overwhelming glory. Yes, you will sit in a glory. You will never have an idea that there is a glory that no man has perceived, that has not occurred in the heart of any man, that no one has seen. It will not occur to you. You will sit down and enjoy the good pimples and feel hoo-hoo. You will not know. 
that there is a glory that you can reveal into creation. You can literally carry this and reveal it through your life into the entire arena around you. And it will not fade. It will keep increasing. It will keep increasing daily. Your investment into this spirit realm will keep reflecting you in glory beyond anything you have seen or even imagined or even read about in scripture. Next verse, please. Yes, verse 11. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Same thing. It's just a reiteration of the same thing. Next verse, please. Yes, 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. All of that, that hope and that boldness comes from that ink, Holy Spirit. Next verse, please. We are not like Moses, who would put the veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. Wow. Wait. Paul, hold up, hold up, man. You do not mess with Moses. No. Because there's no one like Moses. There is no one in all the world like Moses. None can compare. Moses? So, Paul, you have the infantry to say that, put your name in there, that we are not like Moses. We are not like Moses. Who will cover the glory to keep the Israelites from staring at him as it faded away? Wow. Why do you say that, Paul? Remember how we talked about the city set on the hill should not be hidden? And I said, we'll come back to it. And we said, what should you not do with your light? Cover it. So unfortunately, Moses, who is the greatest covered his. See, Moses was very influential, and the more significant influence you have, the more impactful your actions are on the people around you. Remember that whenever you feel tempted to cover your light. Because in the scripture we read in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, it talks about placing your light on top of a hill, not hiding it. Why place it on top? The purpose is to give light to all. So if Moses is covering his, what is he doing? He's shutting down light from all. Not giving light. Great. God wants you to rise to the top and reveal Holy Spirit's light wherever he places you. Wherever he puts you. The thing there is, whether some use it or they don't utilize it, whether some receive it, or reject it, whether some love it or hate it, it should not stop you from giving it. And how do you give it? By placing it at the top, within sight. Don't cover it. Shine. We call the stars, right? We say stars. We call people stars when they are popular. We even give them a star on the walk of fame because they have revealed whatever ink they have on their lives. And that is visible and appreciated by others. So if you find yourself on the walk of fame, awesome. But that is a picture of what is revealed in Hebrews 11 on the hallmark of fame. A life 
that is revealed in the ink of the Holy Spirit. Your willingness to reveal Holy Spirit is rewarded and celebrated before God's kingdom. And I pray that you feel the taste of what goes on in that kingdom every time you reveal God. That is why I encourage everyone to go through, go through that veil and go and have access to God. For each one of us, there was a veil or there is a veil blocking us from Holy Spirit. And you'll be like, what is that veil? Remember what we talked about the flesh, right? Jesus needed to tear up that flesh by means of the cross so that the Holy Spirit could reach to you and I. It was after that body was broken and torn and buried. That was when Holy Spirit came into the picture. So whatever you and I have gained to our detriment from the flesh dating back to Adam that has blocked us from engaging God in our proper spirit form, Jesus had to take all of that within the flesh. And by that, all humanity clad in flesh breaking his own up to enable us enter into heaven and into the realities of heaven unveiled. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths, the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now.